everyone radio gaga 2.0 is back with something you've always wanted to know in our previous episode we had with us vani mahesh and we spoke to her all about books this time we're diving deep into the movie world with jammy pants or shall i say anmol jamal or shall i say trident refuse productions welcome to the podcast jammy hi guys thank you so much for having me and uh Uh, it's great to be here yeah um, i don't do this often i obviously as you know don't come in front of camera also the fact that we're on zoom which is great this is a podcast format so i feel at home so yeah lovely to be here and firstly congratulations you just crossed 1 million subscribers right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i think happened a few weeks ago or a month ago probably yeah uh, so hit the milestone and yeah the uh, feeling good and okay if i had if you had to elaborate on how do you feel because it's 1 million subscribers on youtube oh i necessarily don't have a particular feeling about it other, other than the fact that i'm like really grateful for sort of the community that uh, i built over a period of 5 years on the platform um you know a lot of people uh, try to create a connotation to the number uh, the number necessarily doesn't equate to anything other than the fact that uh, you know it's just a number say i have that number and i don't do anything after that that number really doesn't mean anything so uh, i just want to consistently keep on working on creating more and more content the great by product is that the subscribers increase but um, a lot of weightage is put on this particular milestone whereas i know a lot of people like fall off after reaching that milestone i think the important point is to keep on like striving for more and more after that so yeah that's the goal i realized the same thing after i started creating reels because the numbers that you get in reels is insane so it was that moment when i realized this number is just a number for now until it doesn't you know result into something see um uh, at least when it comes to uh, youtube you, you can still sort of create yes. a correlation with the number of views or the engagement that you're doing on a consistent basis also be having a, a sort of monetary result because it's so a commitment it's a commitment and it also makes sense you know the motivation also makes sense what happens with uh when there is no specific goal with say reels other yeah. than reach and exposure that's where it becomes a slippery slope where you know you really don't know where exactly. you're headed other than yeah. just these inflated numbers being there right yeah. yeah so the first question i have is about the name mm. one of the reasons i uh, resonate with your content is uh, your content really manifests by the name tried and refused productions you give the content no matter how bizarre it is you give it a try even yeah. if it sometimes may be for the content like to push out yeah. a video but you yeah. do give it an honest chance so the question i have is has this philosophy been the reason behind the name tried and refuse productions or the name has given uh, you know uh, way to the philosophy of trying it out and then you know giving refusing it so um uh... the origin of the name comes from pure uh, cynicism uh, after college and like angst altogether of anything right. that represents uh, the establishment gatekeepers wanting to do something and then 
constantly being reminded by said gatekeepers that you know we're not good enough to make a name for ourselves in any kind of industry that uh, in people would envision that outsiders can't uh, so yeah mostly mostly that uh, uh, i still feel like uh, the personality of the channel still has uh, the essence of what the origin was and what its purpose was and um, you know i uh, strive for not losing that authenticity and connection with the audience because what happens with exposure and numbers is that a lot of companies and a lot of like established players want to associate with you and that sometimes um you know uh, screws a bit of your um, or create creates a sense of confusion and muddles your opinion in terms of like uh, whether people can trust you anymore or not right. so i've uh, i basically understood what path to take accordingly with the exposure and the numbers where um i don't lose that connection Just with the audience that i've built you. right now yeah you know it is it is a constant tussle because it makes you say no to a lot of things which will probably right. uh, monetarily or business wise really help you hmm. but um it also becomes a tricky situation because if you do take that said path uh, you can see uh, slowly for a lot of creators who have become big who have become big that their engagement really becomes low over a period of time right because it wasn't why people connected with the person initially anymore yeah is that why you have kept your old logo and that as well yeah yeah, yeah. it's exactly that and uh, right. you know so you basically like uh, hit the nail there where you know the messaging comes exactly from there right yeah sorry azad you were saying so i had a question um so when you um, you know when you started out do you remember your first youtube video what was it like uh so you know uh, initially i had started with several ideas because at that point of time i had started in 2015 late 2015 so i basically wanted to experiment initially so uh, at that point of time there weren't a lot of indian creators and i was uh, watching a lot of like uh, you know american and um, uk creators at that point of time right so i was just uh, thinking of doing a talk show so my first video was this um, we had this car show called uh, carpool what was it called it was um i we always like tend to think about uh, james corden taking our idea of carpool karaoke we had a, a we had a car show basically which had uh, some of our artist friends that we would interview and they would jam and like talk about their uh, you know particular journeys and we would just like shoot it on a gopro it was called carpool something riff raff or shenanigans or something like that and um it got traction amongst our friends because we were basically promoting them so uh, it didn't really do anything in terms of just numbers uh but uh i remember that was the thing it became a series i did like around like 10 or 12 episodes with like uh, random artist friends from delhi and um after that you know the after that i experimented a lot with like challenge videos and like uh, i transitioned to do a bit of like reaction stuff also but got over it real quick because yeah i have a thing with reaction videos now uh, but 
uh, you know, the, that was basically, uh, it stemmed from trying to understand and gauge what the space is like. And then finally to be like, okay, this is where it stands. This is where the engagement's happening or not. And then uh, it, it was a slow process. In? Yeah, it was a slow process of trying to like then understand that, okay, this is a particular niche, which is probably not being tapped into. And mm. to channelize that into like a, a fully functioning business at that point. Hmm. I mean, I would relate to this because the first video I made was with my uh, cousins and my grandmom, and we were just recreating a video we made in 2014 after five years. So, and uh, after that, as you said, even I tried doing different challenges, like there are those whisper challenge, and yeah, yeah, yeah. icy noodle stuff, and all that. And now, when I look back at it, it feels like thoru like cringe. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, you look at you look back at some of your. I'll look back at some of my content just a year back, and I'll cringe at that. So, uh, I mean, my entire process of it all also is that there shouldn't be a sense of ego of. So there's a there are a lot of creators who will uh, argue or uh, you know talk about how probably they could do the same thing that I'm doing and probably do it better. But in this process, what happens is that uh, the particular medium demands a lot of things from you. Uh, yeah. One thing, of course, that a lot of people have understood is that it uh, demands you to be regular because what audiences want is a sense of engagement on a consistent basis. Yeah. But the second thing is this sense of ego that a lot of people have is that I will not put out this content because I do not fully believe in uh, analyzing or reviewing this particular thing which I think takes away from a lot of people wanting to regularly do work. Say I can like, you know, there's a, there's a sense of ego in me um, not wanting to do Malayalam, Kannada, Tamil, Telugu content. Okay. That comes with a lot of people all over India. It's like, I don't even want to read subtitles or do anything. There's a sense of ego with that because hmm. you're willing to do the same thing with and put in the same energy for other foreign films. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to content, I feel like a lot of people actually lag behind in their space of like, what is not good enough or what is good enough for their channel, rather than trying to understand that you tap into so many different markets and try to understand so many different cultures within your country, where it actually benefits your business and your numbers that you want to do in the future. Um, so what was the initial question though? The initial question was <laughs> something about, you know, what, what's the seed and, you know, yeah. first video, yeah. what's the seed and what keeps you going. Yeah. It's important to like, you know, uh, broaden your horizons at one point through social media. What I feel like is a lot of people like uh, want to stay in a particular model and think that this is the model that I want to be defined as. Whereas you can be several things and still thrive. That's my point. Plus, it also doesn't let you be monotonous or feel your content that is monotonous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The content, uh, at least with social media, you can become so easily monotonous. And, you know, you, you can go through several Reddit pages and understand when you look at the nasty threads that are there yeah, yeah, online yeah. of who's become monotonous or who's falling off. Yeah. So they really yeah. like to analyze that. Yeah. Con big guy basically. Con <laughs> con big guy, or then con boring hi ho gaya, You know, yeah. the, uh, I'm 
you know the thing about also see uh, social media is that uh, it becomes very clear when a person is not doing the same numbers that they were doing probably say 6 months ago so when it becomes visible that a particular perform uh, a person or a public figure is not doing well it becomes of a topic of discussion similar to like right. how you know uh, box office numbers are so clear for a lot of actors so you know when a person's not doing well or doing well and that leads to of course chatter and then you know even if sometimes the creator is doing well the numbers are increasing but the content quality in itself is decreasing that becomes chatter as well yeah 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 100% uh, the deterioration of either whether it be quality see also quality is subjective right Precisely, if you look at yeah. some, some if you look at some of the biggest creators um uh online in india uh who do a lot of sketch comedy and everything it's definitely not for a particular audience that is especially active on platforms like reddit and you know is primarily english speaking and wants you know a uh, highbrow content whereas they are not catering to us they are catering to the mass which is the hindi speaking audience which is right. basically the reason why the reason why we have such inflated numbers in terms of just engagement online with indian creators hmm. so uh again you know a lot of people like to believe that whatever uh, their likes or dislikes are that should basically be catered to how everyone should feel whereas that's not the case this is uh, from one of your conversations with shwetab as well right you asked him a question is the indian audience a reason for mediocrity in indian cinema yeah are your opinions on that still the same or has it uh, you know changed or evolved after that conversation oh uh, no it's still the same uh, okay like uh, my perspective uh, for that is still the same this perception that uh, uh, my opinion is still that it's a two way street this perception also that um, indians are not intellectual enough to uh, understand a particular type of content and will not celebrate it on a mass level is i think ignorant right. second this perception that producers th- know what works and that's why they stick to formulaic content is true but it's also not true for a lot of other producers who do the risk of say particularly if you look at ss rajamouli wanting right. to do that mass cinema which is considered to be mass cinema but has a lot of uh, you know uh, mythological and indian historical references in its content where it's rich in its writing also right so this perception that uh, you know only movies like houseful make business is ignorant because you uh, basically don't want to focus on the contents that act, that is actually doing really well uh, you look at right now uh, with sort of the uh, coexistence of ott platforms and the theater you can look at several examples of great content which is written beautifully that is working exceptionally well and uh, you know and mass cinema which is probably not as intellectually stimulating also doing well so i right. think both can coexist and um, it's 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 true you know it's true where um some kind of cinema which only caters to stars um mm. is a celebration of their presence right. nothing else and nothing more mm. and that con- that content is probably in its like dying form because i feel um you know is it after, really 
Yeah, because I think after Rithik Roshan, there is no star uh, left in, say, if you look at Hindi cinema. Right. Uh, the celebration of a star doesn't exist for uh, actors like Ranbir Singh, Ranbir Kapoor, Shahid Kapoor. These guys, if they do a slow motion walk with a montage in a film, a lot of hooting and cheering won't happen as much as an Akshay Kumar or a Salman Khan or a Shah Rukh Khan does. Right. You go to Gaty Galaxy, and it's a popular. You know, Gaty Galaxy. Yeah, I know. And if you ever go, if you ever go over there, these. uh cinema halls these single screen theaters they're meant for uh that particular entry scene for said actor yeah. and if that entry scene does not exist they're disappointed in why our star didn't have that moment for him mm. this is true for hindi cinema what is a crazy occurrence in uh tamil and telugu content especially is even the new actors are stars so you have a dhanush you have a, a vijay devakonda you have all of these actors who with their sort of like 10 years of experience as have become that star have that star value to the right. point where they actually have a more loyal fan base than probably more uh, probably the younger uh, lot of the hindi film audience doesn't have right so it's it's a it's a different phenomena depending on like um, state to state but i still genuinely think that it's a two way street and it's rather dismissive just to say that intellectual capacity nahi hai to isliye ye aisa hi content chalta hai because we tend to ignore several other types of films that do work one of the arguments i have about this is from uh, the tech industry you know in the late 2000 before the iphone the tele uh, telephone manufacturers were of the belief ki janta ko yahi chahiye jo keypad wale phones hote hain uh, whatever innovation used to happen was uh, with companies like nokia who used to you know do different experiments but nobody ever thought of a touch screen iphone a touch screen phone until iphone iphone yeah. didn't give what people wanted iphone gave yeah. them what they needed for the future and that has shifted everything to a new direction altogether so i do believe that for indian cinema the same thing as well previously hamare paas ek wo tha argument ye ki logon ke paas option nahi hai previously uh, before the rise of the internet people didn't have option so they had to rely on a similar type of content now we do but still there exists a dichotomy where uh, when uh, when intellectual movies don't work well people are like uh, लोग समझ नहीं रहे जनता को ये नहीं चाहिए एक्सेट्रा एक्सेट्रा वसंत बालाज इंटरव्यू ऑन द रीजन फॉर मर्द को दर्द नहीं होता इज फेलियर मर्द को दर्द नहीं होता इज अ ब्रिलियंट सुपर हीरो फिल्म इजिली टर्न इन टू अ ग्राफिक नॉवल और अ कॉमिक स्ट्रिप एंड he spoke about how there is a sense of onus that creators have to take in understanding on how they are marketing a film to the particular audience hmm. see chandigarh kare aashiki is a great example of hmm. doing a sensitive topic about a taboo subject in a hmm. mostly homophobic country but package it in such a way that it does over 30 cr in 10 days right so see if i package an ayushman khurana movie as a hmm. romcom 
and in hindsight what happens is that people storm in for a 9am show and it's only in retro it's only in experiencing the movie that they realize this is a vani kapoor film and they're talking about something that probably hindi cinema has never spoken about in the commercial space it's a win for a producer you know right. to understand that okay this is how i'm going to market the film so that the numbers come in and they probably take away something else while they're in you know nobody was the accounts of uh, anyone being disgusted about chandigarh kare aashiki is like almost non existent because it's right. packaged in such a way where uh, you know it's also palatable for a mostly uh, you know homophobic country or hmm. a country where this is considered to be taboo so uh, i think it's also you have to be smart in understanding the market to know uh like what kind of soft landing treatment that you have to do with these kind of topics right you know yeah, yeah see everyone would like to everyone would like to believe that oh yeah they, they should have uh, cast a transgender girl for vani kapoor's role but you constantly forget about what what basically attracts you to get in first right and then you know then so for it to be the first step is beautiful in my opinion and then probably we can hopefully in the next 5 10 years see you know an actual transgender girl play those roles like hmm. uh if you've seen euphoria the hmm. transgender girl in it is played by a transgender girl so probably that will be the next step but it's great to see that you know we're slowly going towards that direction the next question has a bit of audio lag please stay with us and try to get as much as you can from it enjoy okay speaking of films and latest films did you get a chance to see ap3 because uh, there was a grand premiere yesterday um, i can yeah it's going to be great what i can tell you about is that uh, what can i say i'm i'm murli which is a malayalam uh, superhero film that will be available on netflix tomorrow which is 24th and um, it uh, just uh, sort of solidified in my mind sort of the respect and love that i have for malayalam cinema because it goes out of its way to tell such compelling and engaging so i w- i would recommend that uh, uh, a really really uh, compelling film done by basil joseph and it'll be available on netflix and ed3 which i'm going to put out tomorrow is also brilliant that's all i can say about ed3 though okay and then everyone head over to his channel to watch yeah. <laughs> by the time this podcast comes out the review will be up so yeah since we are talking about your content i have one personal question which is about your writing and your content yes uh, in the beginning of your videos you do a description like dot 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 this forms the crux of your movie and that is somehow every time okay 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 so precise so on point it just describes it like package kar deta hai acche se and yeah. that too how is it easy to understand even though sometimes it has a uh, difficult words mm-hmm. i just want to know how do you do that because i myself am a writer like an amateur one at that okay. and i have been trying to improve my writing to make it as i call it crisp like to the point mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. less words if you have any tips for me regarding that i have a point to 
add yeah. something on this yeah. that um, you know a lot of i've done speech and drama from trinity and uh, it's a lot about you know talking in public places being open and it also reflects a lot on how you speak on camera as well or you know without camera how you're doing with your videos so how do you get this effective narration into place along with the writing that you do so uh, i'll tell you that uh when you are tackling non spoiler reviews you have to at one point of time create a balance between what is too much and what is not enough and uh, in that i probably it's a lot of trial and error uh, probably if i look back at some of my writing in 2017 it's so cringy so dismissive of like basic you know uh, notes of uh, the particular film and what should be spoken about um, um so i i think a lot of it has been uh, just uh, with what someone told me about was just doing the more that i kept on doing it um i sort of like kept on getting better and better at it uh, there is a saying saying about um what is the saying kesi nyastad had spoken about this um uh in the pursuit of uh, uh in the pursuit of being perfect don't be scared of good enough okay so hmm. in the process of wanting this piece to be perfect i can keep on fine tuning it thinking in my head that it's perfect it's or it's not good at all and i keep on fine tuning it thinking that shit it's still not good enough and i'll never put it out to the public so that piece of art that content piece it will stay with me only and will be with no one because i thought it wasn't good enough you know so this perception of uh whether my piece uh will be palatable to the audience whether people will connect to it is something which is a very internal process that i understand a lot of people can't get past so what i understood from an early point of view was the more content that i keep on putting out and i make a conscious decision to keep on you know trying to better myself in terms of diction more reading and uh more research in terms of films and uh, the kind of like technical aspects as should focus on it just sort of like makes it better and better and you know um i think that's been the most uh, sort of learning process as a content creator where i just felt that the more that i kept on doing it over a period of time it did help in understanding you know the basic beats of how to do uh, content and video production hmm. so on how to engage the audience for a more than 5 minute average view duration that's another you know skill that you have to fine tune constantly but and i think it is uh something that can be learned by doing it again and again right yeah okay before the podcast started you told us that uh, you almost got into hr college uh did you get a chance to oh, interact God. with people in hr one of the so one of the main reasons why uh oh god this is going to sound so bad no uh i'll i'll keep that uh, offline with you guys but uh i got into hr uh, met the first cut off um and then uh, i was sitting in a classroom and uh, the seniors were doing the admission process and um i was like okay so everything sorted uh, some of my friends batchmates also got in so i was like perfectly fine um, the, the fact that i what happened with delhi university was that i had to dance my way to get into college i 
got it through an ECA quota because oh. I was two uh, percent off the BCom honors uh, cutoff, which was ninety seven point two five, and with HR I had got in, but uh, without having to dance. But I remember going to the terrace of HR, and my friends were like dancing over there doing ECA auditions, and I was like, oh God, I feel bad for them right now. But uh, no, I instantly fell in love with um, the seniors that I interacted with over there. And I felt that for whatever reason, HR is only criticized for not having a campus for it just to be a building, <laughs> but it compensates more than enough for such a vibrant crowd. And, uh, you know, uh, I've also visited many times when um, uh, the uh, fest season was going on in Bombay and HR used to be like one of the most fun events to, uh, you know, hang around with. So I, I have this like, you know, bittersweet sort of like feeling with uh, probably not doing Bombay University because I feel like I'm more fit uh, as a HR student rather than a Delhi University student. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's this weird connection that I had because I remember going to Jaihind, going to HR, going to all of these colleges while doing my run of trying to get admission and uh, having this like weird sense of connection. It was like, you know, in an alternate universe, you know, you never know what if. Yeah. I mean, we have we don't have a campus actually, but yeah, yeah. can you guess how many clubs we have? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the funniest thing, and you know, uh, my uh, my mother had asked me, uh, "Did you get in?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah I got in first uh, first list. I'm sorted. I've got the admission and everything." Because my mother had heard of HR, but she had no idea how HR looked. So she's like, okay, just send me a photograph of it. And I sent her a photograph. She's like, what? What? This is just one building? I was like, yeah. That was our reaction as well, honestly. <laughs> no, at one point of time, uh, some of my friends had gone into Xavier's as well. And I was like, look, oh my God, look at the center courtyard that you have, dude. And I was like, yeah, that's a great campus. But I was like, no, dude, HR, I like the crowd better. It's like, oh get over HR yeah? because I kept on raving people about like, oh, dude, the seniors are great. Yeah? I had a really uh, great time. It's like, relax. That's the same case everywhere. I was like, no, no, no. I went to Jaihan the day weren't that uh, uh, cordial or friendly. So uh, but it, it's definitely subjective, but you know, I'm only talking about my experience. Yeah. Yeah. My experience has been similar with the senior. Yeah. About Jaihan, we zip it. <laughs> I can't comment over Jain. <laughs> I have come to know through my uh, friend's power of stalking here that you are really into fitness. <laughs> what is your uh, fitness routine like right now? Oh, God, it'll sound so vain if I tell you. <laughs> but, I did uh, not tell him this. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, in general, I'm just. Uh, Trying to take care of myself, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so pretentious. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I... Okay, you also have to realize, so I'm obsessed with YouTube content in general. Before I became a content creator, I was constantly on the platform. I was constantly watching videos. So some of my favorite videos are of fitness influencers, okay? Because there is a sense of uh, more than just the aesthetic bodybuilding that they were doing. They were setting up businesses. They were like setting up right. different monetary avenues, mm -hmm. which interested me a lot. So there's this guy, his name's Christian Guzman. He's a very popular like uh, athlete online. And 
I got obsessed with watching his videos because he started his business when he was 21. Right now he's the same age as me. So just to see him grow a brand, get into apparel, then, uh, you know, hire physical spaces, have his own gym. So it, it really interested me a lot. And in that process, the byproduct has been that, you know, this uh, sense of healthy lifestyle and everything is something that I became like really connected with. So I think it's more to do with that. And uh, so, you know, right now I'm just like on a wannabe keto diet and I like do like uh, workout like five times a day, five times a week, sorry, five times a day would be problematic. <laughs> but um, I just try to be, you know, active as much as possible. I was playing sports throughout my school life. Um, so it, it helped. Uh, and uh, what happened was, I think, my biggest trigger of wanting to work out was for three months, I had gone for an exchange program to Germany in 11th grade. And I was the smallest in the batch of Europeans all around me. Okay. I was at that point of time, I think five, seven or something. Uh, and uh, really, really small, just from a bone density and mass standpoint. Okay. And I had Russians, uh, this guy from Russia, this guy from Greece and one guy from Azerbaijan next to me. And I was like, you're the same age as me. These I, guys were like even, I don't foot, even want to picture that really. These guys were like six foot four massive bodies have already been to the gym since they were 13. They were yeah. powerlifting squats, deadlifts. And I was like, what the hell? So, you know, just from a, a one genetic standpoint, we're like so inferior to them. And second thing is the integration of weightlifting and everything uh, is brought about in Indian kids so later on that, you know, uh, the prime at which you can do it when you're hitting puberty and really like build up, a, you know, a solid uh, body structure is there's a lack of education about it. And there's a hesitance of parents to even send children to the gym. And the integration and, itself is so problematic. Oh, uh, and you know. Um, I genuinely feel like, I mean, like I would love for kids to have a combination of both sports as well as weight training as, a you know, a something right. that's integrated into school culture because it helps exactly. so much, you know, I'll tell you Tushar, we used to play basketball. We used to, so I was in Dune school, Dehradun. So I was in boarding school and mm. we used to have such like menial meals over there to the point where like, you know, basic sense of protein, carbs, and fats, it was like so lacking where there was a sense of not having a balanced diet. And what would happen was that for basketball tournaments, people would come. And um, I still remember Nabha schools from Punjab would come and they would be the same age as us and all would be six feet two. And we were like, jacked. what the hell, jacked, super yoked. And we would be like, what are we missing out on? Because when you get out of the world, you're like, dude, it's insane. And you look at like uh, NFL linebackers and the States and look at their size, dude. And they're 18 getting drafted to the NFL. It's insane. And like, it, it helps so much physically to have that, you know? So yeah, a lot of that, such a long answer for the, again, such a simple question, but you know, yeah, that's the point. No, it's okay. We are enjoying the conversation. Yeah. Plus, recently I have gotten into fitness as well uh, in this last year, and I have gone through the same, you know, problematic integrations as well. Thankfully, I was, I consider myself a, an extremely curious person, so I got myself educated and didn't get into weird things. 
no tushar i am also telling you like uh, the amount of misinformation in india is insane and misinformation from hired individuals in establishments It's one the of worst. the biggest realizations i got when i get got into the gym was people who look like they know their shit many times don't yeah, this yeah, was yeah. one of the biggest lessons i learned yeah yeah 100% there are too many posers and there are too many as uh, pseudo science going on in those establishments which you should definitely like stray away from because man, it's a slippery slope man i can't even tell you i have been trying to convince my friend that mm-hmm. the advice he has gotten to take a mass gainer is wrong oh god dude you know this and it's th- so difficult to explain him the entire concept of mass gainer of getting into a bulk so that you can then get into a cut it's the worst thing that you can do it to your body man it's, it's crazy it's crazy and it's your body dude you're like putting putting stuff into your body yeah. and then you're going to like regret it later it's uh, it's a, yeah it's crazy on the the kind of like uh, conviction with which these guys like give advice and you're like oh okay this is what i'm supposed to do okay i'll put any powder in my body and be like this yeah, guy looks fine. jacked he might know it <laughs> yeah that's the basic mentality yeah but you have no idea of probably the several other complications he's going through and it's the opposite like when i go they're like tum protein nahi lete protein lena chahiye bahut patle ho oh god have you felt overwhelmed uh, about content about creating content or just like when i was 15 years old i was obsessed with uh, hollywood action movies so what i did was i googled best action movies and i watched every single one of them that popped up for the year 2015 2014 and 2013 mm. all of them literally and then mm. i was like ho gaya but then i came to know this isn't even the tip of the iceberg i yeah. haven't even started watching cinema or movies there's tv shows that's a yeah. whole another universe that's when i discovered tv shows so uh, things like that make you feel overwhelmed like there is so much to want there is so much great out great art out there and there is yeah. like this would be a, an existential thing today we have so little time to yeah, consume yeah. all of that One have you ever felt like that see my entire my entire career for the last 3 years is being on a schedule okay right. this is the schedule and if you miss this window it's going to be like you've lost out the engagement of probably what you could do in those 24 hours so that in itself is stressful because what happens is thankfully with uh, the ott space is that uh, certain creators who you know have uh, channels and publications they get screener links to films so you uh-huh. get it a bit ahead of time so that your review can go up on time but the tension of watching a friday 9 am show and making sure that your cohesive piece is ready by 4 pm is like the most stressful thing i would literally like not want anyone to endure because you're constantly battling one the content for uh, and two for it to translate completely to you instantly when you're watching it to not rewatch it again to not do a rewind and watch that scene again and uh, to understand its social context and probably themes that uh, it wants to like you know uh, uh, embark upon but sadly uh, you know that entire thing is okay for films 
which are sort of like say the commercial masala movies okay you understand you get an idea of what the movie is but when you you're watching like a anurag kashyap or a vishal bhardwaj movie you know you need some things to settle down you need yeah. it to sit with you uh, so it comes with you know it's a double edged sword that way um but the it does get overwhelming especially with how saturated right now the market has become because with every friday release hmm. now what's going to happen is they're going to, there's going to be a theatrical release and an ott release yeah. and a web series release every friday so i mean right now i just finished um, you know spider man came out and then pushpa came out the next day and then two web series came out on netflix and sony live and you know in this process there has to be just for your mental health something that you can let go of you know at one point of time you also cannot focus on everything uh, and you know whatever we're doing is uh, uh, overwhelming and it's still not too much you know we're still not scratching the surface of the a plethora of content that comes out yeah so uh, what i uh, sometimes feel is sometimes you should just let go of wanting to do everything and do what you are focusing on really well so uh, the point is that right now and um, but i i definitely will still say that friday morning till afternoon thing is full of tension there is nothing worse than me writing in a packed theater alone people thinking that i've lost my mind and then coming you back to do that uh, full on with a pen and paper <laughs> notepad uh. and uh, coming back home and say like you know my father's roaming around somewhere or creating noise and i'm trying to like get a peace out by 4 pm and i'm just like trying to have some kind of peace but yeah that friday one is like quite the stress Yeah, still write on a notepad like a physical pen and paper yeah physical pen and paper sometimes where it gets a little too much where i literally cannot see what i'm writing then i'm just like on my notepad on my phone or something uh but you know i mean uh, with the content that is at least like easily to easy to sort of like uh, decipher um sometimes the dialogues are so cringe worthy that you just have to write it down so <laughs> uh it helps it helps yeah how do you uh, like when you are sitting to script your video uh do you first form a basic uh like pin points on a pen and paper and then script it on your laptop or how do you do that so Because, see yeah. uh-huh. tell me tell me writing with a pen and paper i have realized is ek alag clarity aati hai pen and paper yeah, 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 yeah. i don't know how i don't know why I have tried it multiple times. I have tried different ways. I even have tried writing with uh, an S Pen on my tablet, but hmm. still, pen and paper pe kuch alag hi baat. Yeah, I just finished this right now, and it's just pen and paper stuff. And you know what I've realized is it's it probably reflective of the twelve years you do in school and college, and then three years yeah. again, it becomes so like you know, um, it's a motor nerve at one point of like <laughs> looking at something and then looking back at the paper and then you know ha- having this sense of like okay, this is what I have to decipher. I think there's a, a sense of connection with that of what we've been doing all our school life that uh, probably uh, there's something. Uh, um our neurons get triggered with the pen and paper and having something you know uh, hitting the brain probably uh, is more effective than just writing it on a phone uh also what i've realized is um, 
I mean, like I, I look up to a few writers and they swear by the pen and paper. So oh, I guess do. it's just yeah. that more than anything else. Yeah. What I think is uh, one of our, you know, as you said, our neuron motors keep running is yeah. we have a habit of uh, like our exams. We are writing out of our you know, like something happens, we stop thinking. Our heart is running out of exams. Mein. I think that is the habit of us when we uh, get writing to pen and paper. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I've also realized that some of the times where I would write on my notepad on my phone, that somehow uh, it wouldn't even seem natural at one point. You know, and uh, me just looking back at the paper and like, uh, when did I write all that? Yeah, and putting down like important points again, or like uh, putting an asterisk next to some yeah. sentence, it just takes me back to like ISC boards and ICSCA, like you know. So probably is more reflective of that than anything else. Yes, sir. We still have one offline exam left now. You know, we had oh, one year online, and now it's gonna be offline again for our last semester. So it's gonna be. Mm. No, no, no. I can't even imagine that right now. Like I was, you know, the, uh, credit by credit is due. I love DU for the fact that I could go to campus. Okay. Everything that was brilliant about the show, uh, br- brilliant about college was <laughs> emergency I'm getting yeah. like trigger words of show movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, movie keeps on coming in, but the college was great because we could go to campus because, you know, all the colleges would be connected to one another in North campus. Uh, so the concept of for some people graduating college without even going to college, like blows my mind. I have one of the biggest regrets of my life has been to not attend college when I could, I actually missed out on my first year. I was such a scared little kid. I didn't go to college at all in my first year. Do you want to tell them about which lectures you attend? Oh God. Okay, this would be interesting. Since you are a BCom student, I have some confidence in telling you about it. Yeah. So, I was very interested in media and cinema ever since 10th standard. So, and I was a CA student, but I left CA. Mm -hmm. So, after that, I was like, I want to do BMM. But everyone around me was like, Mm. whatever you do, it's basically an undergraduate degree, which is not important at all. So that thing was fit into my mind. I thought, okay, if it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I took BCom because no effort. So mm-hmm. sorry to take offend on that. Uh, but after the pandemic started and I- I don't take offense at all because uh, yeah, I was saying I don't take offense at all because literally BCom for me was cakewalk. Uh, not no and I'm and I'm not and I'm not trying to like uh, shit on people who probably were like trying really hard and really ace their exams by working hard. I I am telling you, uh, my entire college life was I was dancing throughout. Okay, I was working for a company in Delhi. I was uh, performing in a company in Gurgaon. So I would barely be in college. Okay, and if I was in college, I was with my dance society performing for fest seasons and running around and all of that. Okay. And then when it came to like corporate accounting, cost accounting classes and everything, I was barely there. Okay. And a month before my exams, I was fucking listening to YouTube lectures, dude. Okay. I was listening to YouTube lectures and getting the basics sorted. And I was getting the exams done like this. It's a miracle. So, 
it's I don't know whether it uh, says a lot. <laughs> I don't know whether it says a lot about the syllabus and like you know, the, uh, or probably is more you know indicative of your skills than the syllabus. Uh, but uh, for me, it was like pretty easy. I didn't get the big hoo ha of like everyone complaining about BCom being so intense. Same. You know, you won't believe this. I did. It probably sounds. Uh, it probably sounds so arrogant but no the concept does, being that you know people can figure it out the my entire yeah. point was everybody had everybody had created this perception of bcom being this like crazy thing and you know i would just uh, that's different that whoever was doing ca already had a base of what they're going to understand yeah. in class so yeah. they were sorted they didn't even give a shit but like even for me who couldn't care less about what was happening and for the last month to be like this crash course and then still do well i was like okay this whole perception is a bit exaggerated you won't believe i did a 2 minute stand up act roasting bcom in front of my principal oh god Was and somehow happy? it did worked she have a out sense well. of humor? she did okay, okay. thank she god she did uh, a lot of and a lot reaction i wasn't expecting a, a lot of these principal uh, a lot of the- a lot of these principals don't have a sense of humor so that's good that she did i got lucky you can yeah. say yeah because i have some i have come across some sadu principals so <laughs> it's good that you had one who could like uh, laugh it out also I mean, if about... you, uh, if you yeah. see our previous podcasts uh, we're asking our principal pooja ma'am only uh, about her experience in being you know what happened in ulasnagar and we tell her that even ashish chanchlani is from uh, ullathnagar so she's like not ashish chanchlani it's pooja ramchandani oh okay okay, okay. <laughs> i am from ullathnagar as well by the way mm sare star wahan se hi aate hain uff south bombay walon ka kya yaar south bombay walon ka sara bollywood hai wo sara bollywood south bombay hi hai nailed it nailed it no 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 but Ulas Nagar, yeah, I keep on uh, speaking to Ashish here and there. Ulas Nagar, he's really like uh, advertised that, huh? Ulas Nagar. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, It's a very secret place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never ventured there. One day, one day, one day I'll come there. Plus yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, plus one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since we were talking about how overwhelming it gets, how do you give yourself a break, or do you? becomes and i love what i do so uh, the process of um, taking a break also comes a lot of times in my mind um, and that said break almost makes me constantly think about missing out on probably the work that i could have done there's former there's guilt yes and it is probably um, indicative of um, the toxic way in which uh, indian kids are brought up and yes. wanting to be work horses constantly and having a sense of uh, uh, self worth through the work Attached that they do the, yeah. um and you know it's something that i 
tackled something that has uh, something that i've actually gone to therapy for because it uh, you know the equation of worth uh, work with worth becomes rather toxic where you can't think of anything else other than work and um, uh the concept of uh, even like you know completely uh being devoid of ideas uh, becomes a scary thought for me and um, uh, burnout as a concept in itself is very much uh, been my reality for some of the months in uh, especially during lockdown when the second wave had hit where i was like what am i exactly doing by producing content at a time where the world is burning yeah so you know um i've had a sort of like a love hate relationship with taking a break how much is enough and hmm. you know um and what is really leading to my mental health uh, you know or just for my betterment um so i constantly keep on thinking about that and i keep on oscillating between you know this much is good enough and that much is good enough but i guess there's no objective science behind it Right. it's just that uh, when i have taken uh, breaks it they've been very sporadic and very brief and yeah. uh, they have been beneficial and uh, you know probably i only need those small bursts of breaks in order to then re re-energize right. and like yeah. uh, do more work but um, uh, i i would recommend anyone who feels a sense of discomfort in just relaxing to address it uh, with avenues such as therapy because it really does help in providing clarity on why you're feeling this way um and um i'm still uh, struggling with it uh, but um, i think the uh, the my uh, inner psyche and the medium that i'm working at um they are almost at loggerheads with one another mostly so uh, i would love for one a day for uh, the business to be set up in such a way where i'm a little more hands off and where i can you know treat myself also uh, but i'm not complaining at all because i absolutely love what i'm doing also so yeah what does a break look like for you do you consume different type of content or what type of content do you consume just for yourself uh, a lot of english content uh, anything that's from india almost becomes work um so right. um a, a lot of the so you know sadly what's happened <laughs> sadly nahi, it's a great problem to have uh, but with even english content now people are wanting you know uh, videos to be out for them hmm. um so which i tend to be like listen guys like you know there are some movies that you know i i know already international creators who are going to cover it and cover it well hmm. so me just being another like drop in the ocean for that kind of content would also probably you know then take away from the small pleasures that i might have while going to the theater and watch a film hmm. um that's why i mostly for uh, international content which have a global appeal which are the marvel dc films and you know other movies is the only ones that i cover and uh, you know uh, there was a lot of uh, re- like recommendations to check out spencer and house of gucci a lot of the movies that are going to be in the oscar race but i wanted to keep them for myself and just you know watch them and like have fun um so yeah in terms of at least like uh, relaxing and chilling i watch a lot of like south korean content and english content mainly uh, it's because of the subscribers also that i've slowly started to get into uh watching one piece and naruto and like watching like anime stuff because i think uh, 
ignoring the said medium will be also uh, not helping me because it you get to learn so much from their right. narrative style hmm. yeah i've been thinking of getting into anime as well <clears throat> oh my god the, and by the way it's so spread out in the it sense is, there is, is so is. much uh, so yeah but i mean we're anyway late to the party but we might as well get to it yeah yeah do you still have that uh, feeling of you know just watching a movie or a show just for the sake of it and not analyzing it ever since i have been into understanding the depth of movies and analyzing like watching your content or basically content like you yeah. analyzing content i uh, in between thoda time pehle i had a feeling like i am over analyzing everything like i can't just enjoy a movie just for the sake of it can you do that i can do it now uh, especially for films that have a sense of nostalgia uh, you know there are some films see if i wanted to i can super analyze kal ho na ho kabhi khushi kabhi gaan 100% i can 100% that film i can like talk about several things that don't oh, work yeah. you know but there's a piece of my childhood in that movie okay and uh does it make me happy yes and sometimes that's enough also you know and to um you know uh, completely surrender to that crazy vision sometimes is really really like it has uh, it generates some of the best experience in watching content where you can you know just let it be hmm. sometimes karan johar also speaks about it now what's become at one point of time what used to happen was when somebody would ask you like uh, how was the movie they would say oh it's good or bad but right now they're like you know uh, there were certain yeah. aspects about it it's like no 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 dude i just wanted to know whether it's good or bad so yeah. a lot of people have uh, become extremely critical of films now at one point of time where it's getting excessive to the point of being like are we even enjoying things uh, anymore and exactly. uh, somebody in an interview had said that you know i had focused on a love story where the girl fell in love with the boy It's like क्यों अरे क्यों का क्या है प्यार हो गया you know sometimes प्यार हो जाता है so this concept of having a you know a said reasoning for said emotion almost becomes so mechanical where you know characters also can't be human anymore I am also saying this while trying to like analyze every single movie but you know the, I feel that for a lot of films which get uh, heavily trolled or really like uh, blasted online yeah. uh, that some of them at least the need need the time to breathe or be celebrated rather than you know completely butchered sometimes right now content is being butchered even before it releases on the idea of what it might focus on so that's where we've come to now that you know there's a beautiful series uh, on disney plus hotstar called grahan okay okay um, it's uh, got pavan malhotra in it it's on the itc criads and hmm. what happened was the trailer was cut in such a way where it seemed as if pavan malhotra's character was involved in the riots so the so the perception of the boycott campaign that started was how can you show a sikh man be a part of the itc criads right when they saw the show they eventually realized it was nothing like that at all he is actually the protagonist hmm. so th- you know right now we've come in a very uh, polarizing toxic <laughs> environment where yeah we are into our bubbles a lot we want every single character and every single story to uh, uh, agree with our politics 
and if it doesn't we don't want any of it and yeah. we don't want it to exist also that's a problem yeah so it's uh, it's pretty insane we can't agree to disagree anymore that's no, a problem no. there's this the show that's come out with madhavan called decoupled and it's getting heavily trolled oh my god Twitter. i didn't understood why i oh, yeah, didn't nahi wo does have a certain problematic aspects i agree yeah, yeah. it does but of course of course it's self reflective in itself yeah see it's about Even the character it's self reflective it it's has a... been shown its place as you said in the video yeah, i agree see, and also he's an annoying middle aged man okay yeah. he is he's he has some really problematic thought processes and so does my fufa ji so you know if my fufa ji was on like some uh, somebody put a camera on him and recorded his conversations it would probably be reflective of some of the things this exactly. guy was saying exactly yeah exactly but they to, are not trying to justify what is they are just trying to portray it exactly so you know i i don't know it's become a weird time where yeah That's even i have gotten into conversations where i am like i am trying to tell you what is i am not saying that it should be like that it's That's a, a problem when you point. try to great tell point. people that what is yeah. they contemplate it as i am saying that how that how it should be Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's that's the biggest problem when it comes to criticism of hmm. uh, any uh, uh, content. Whereas, this character ne ye kia, kyu kia? Okay, the character did it. So if you if you remember um, uh, the anthology that had come uh, about um, uh, Ajib Dastans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's hmm. a short in it called Ankahi. Okay. Right. With Manav. uh and uh, shefali shah okay hmm. and what happens in it is that uh, spoilers guys anyway the end is I about in, it. it's about infidelity okay yeah 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 but he doesn't right. celebrate it hmm the connotation of whatever theme that you're focusing on becomes very important is the intention behind that story hmm. a celebration of infidelity it isn't it's a fictional story about two characters where infidelity came as a you know a plot point or a trigger in that story which is a reality how are we like uh, trying to ignore this aspect as if it shouldn't exist in yeah you know, at all it's a portrayal decoupled is not a celebration of divorce yes it's the reality of those characters yes. and this concept what are we doing with these characters why we celebrate divorce as if like they're like giving you a bhashan about divorce is a great thing they aren't it's all self induced and all of these narratives are self created and the intention of the creators is not at all to do that so i i'm baffled by some of the arguments that people make uh chandigarh kare aashiki this is only leading to everyone becoming like this everyone will do oh, such this argument what are you talking about the conversation it, about lgbtq oh god it's, that's a relevant one yeah if i if we don't have time let's move on quick to the rapid fire yeah anmol 5 seconds you have okay oh, for god. each question let's go first yeah. one Best interviews slash podcast conversation till date. Shut Apart up. from this, of course. It was lovely, lovely having. Apart from meeting me. No, the question is best interview or podcast conversation we have done. Arey, 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 arey. Restart, restart, restart. Did I just embarrass myself right now? Yes. 
Okay, what's the question? Best interview what? Best interview or podcast conversation you have had till now, apart from this one, of course. Best interview. Uh, 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 best interview. Oh my god. Um. Uh. Say a name. Uh, shit. Um, actually, I had a lot of fun with Ankit from Only Desi. So right. he's a lot of fun. Yeah. The biggest celebrity crush. I think you said your answer, Ritik Roshan. <laughs> he's definitely the man crush. He's definitely the reason why I do film content. वो तो अलग बात है. But uh, uh, female crush, uh, Preeti Zinta, forever and ever. Oh. Which is your dream interview? Like the person you'll have to. Either Ritik Roshan or um, Ritik Roshan is probably yeah, the dream. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one movie or show that you regret watching because you can't experience it again for the first time. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, probably um, Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, the journey I've had with that show is something that I can't think of or fathom. The fandom around that show was insane, and I can't even imagine being in that same headspace again and watching the Red Wedding again. So, oh, uh, yeah. definitely Game of Thrones. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve with Hindi cinema right now. Uh, Uh, again um uh catering to the aura of the star rather than the character uh more the celebration of the person outside of the frame rather than who he is playing yeah. uh one movie that made you cry made me cry oh, so many i cry so much dude oh uh, uh made me cry is uh probably nani's jersey most recently because i saw it again before i go for shayad's uh, film yeah. next week uh, made me cry yeah one silly or terribly flop movie that you really enjoy oh oh, oh. oh there's a 2016 film uh, with rani mukherjee called ayya uh, it's absolutely stupid oh yeah 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 that song that is now going yeah. on over the yeah. Yeah, yeah right it's hilarious and it's so stupid and i think rani mukherjee aces that genre huh? of stupid comedies she does it really well Are you a bathroom performer, bathroom singer, dancer? Oh, uh, not not really. I I'm a full phatawa dhol when it comes to singing. <laughs> But uh, dancing, no. I I leave it for dance class. Most of the dancing, yeah, yeah. Have you ever walked out of theater? If so, when? Oh yes, I have. <laughs> But before my uh, critique days, uh, there is an Aftab Shivdasani and Gauri, uh, not Gauri, Gracie Singh movie called Muskan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In 2004, I think, and I remember there were like seven songs before the interval hit, so I stepped out. I have gone to very shitty movies with my father as well. Me and my father are both movie buffs. Thanks, Gauri. and never has my father said like i can't watch this until okay. race 3 and satyameva jayate satyameva jayate dude my father was like can we go i don't know i can't watch this satyameva jayate do you know but it's a trip it it made me stay in the theater because i was like how bad can it get is it and it just got exponentially worse 
unfortunately i have the tendency to watch uh, sorry to take out positive things from everything <laughs> the thing you said now that they wanted uh, it to be a homage to the 90s or 80s yeah, 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 yeah. i could see that like mm. it was their intention that was clear the execution however was shitty i can't say enough um, things about milab zaveri he's quite the unique creator yeah yeah Yes, last thing did you enjoy this conversation loved it thank you thank you guys for inviting me and uh, it was you know in this process also i love to hear the thought process of people who are uh, you know consuming so much of content so it was lovely to interact with both of you as well yeah i'm glad to hear that yeah on top of that on, on top of that hr also so it's just like <laughs> perfect yeah Okay then. It was great. It was lovely chatting with you. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you guys. And uh, hopefully, I uh, get to see you somehow. Probably when I'm in Bombay, we can uh, chill one time or the other. Hundred percent. Yeah. If you come okay, to for... Bombay before we graduate, we can do this maybe in an offline medium as well. Ah, yeah. We have a studio be... in HR. Oh, sorted, sorted. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Hopefully, Omicron doesn't screw things up. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Take care, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. To all our viewers, thank you so much for watching this podcast with Anmol. We hope you had a fun time. I had a fun time. Pusha, did you have a fun time? I did. And uh, to the rest of you, stay tuned for our next episode, and we'll be back soon. Here's Radio Gaga 2.0 signing off. Bye. Bye.